0: Hey Candy Fam, this is Nate from Talking Candy. We wanted to let you know that this audio podcast is a recording from a weekly YouTube series on the Talking Candy YouTube channel. We often reference charts and other visual aids throughout the show that in our opinion improve the overall experience. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so that you can stay informed on everything in the world of candy
1: each and every week. Uh, I was told that we didn't do anything for good luck last week. (laughs) And so, You gonna throw some salt over your shoulder? I don't have any salt, but I have, I've got some thumbtacks. So. Nice. That'll be interesting later.
0: What's up candy fam? My name's Nate. That's David. And this is the talking candy weekly update. Every week we take a look at the most important announcements, market information, and everything else going on in the world of candy and give you an idea of what you need to be paying attention to. While David and I each have collections of our own, none of this is financial advice. Please do your own research. We are just here to have a good time. If these videos are useful to you and you're not subscribed yet, I like you, but you're crazy. David, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Nate. I'm doing good. We've had, collectively an exciting past couple days. Can't wait to get into. And there's been a lot of changes this past week that we need to cover as well. And so there's a lot to talk about today. It's gonna to be good.
0: It's been an eventful week, not the least of which has been the significant update to the up, uh, to the pack drop structure. We're gonna get into that in detail, make sure everybody understands that. In addition, we're gonna take a closer look at the player mint tiers. Now that we've had a week to, to look at everything, We were speculating for a while and last week we were right on top of the pack drop, so we hadn't had a chance to fully digest it. So we're going to show a graphic of that and give a good understanding of what that looks like in detail. We're going to talk a little bit about the Jackie Robinson drop across the board. There were three different versions of that drop, not the least of which being a one of one auction that ended last night or two days ago by the time we released this and. At the end of the show, as we did last week, we're going to open some packs. We're each going to open a couple more packs. We've been patient, and so we were both looking forward to that. Now, you and I have some, even more to look forward to recording this each week with the with the pack pack rips. So, right, I've just been staring at them for seven days, waiting <laughs> to open a couple more. You and me both. You and me both. So let's start real quick with some current events, like we do. And as always, if you're not following at Talking Candy NFT on Twitter, this is the place to get the most, uh, or the quickest updates on things that are happening in candy, try to get significant sales, significant announcements, anything that's going on. So, like I said, not the least of which this week, we had a series of Jackie Robinson NFT drops. The open mint tier was a baseball, Signed Jackie Robinson baseball. Those went for 75 each, and those are those are done now. There's, all of the Jackie Robinson stuff is done, but those were available. You can still get those on the secondary. The limited mint was a silver bust. These went for 250 each. There were 100 of them, and they sold out in a matter of seconds. It was pretty wild. And within the first four hours, these were the nine sales that we saw, ranging from a couple at six and 700, all the way up to 1700. We have since seen several more. I think we're up to somewhere around 16, 17 sales. And we just saw the number one serial go. Is that correct?
1: Yes. And actually with that sale that pushed us up to 20 sales, 20 sales. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I, I so they've been trickling in every, every day or so since since they've been released. Yeah. And so we were eighteen, and then yeah, that, that number one of a hundred went just a few hours ago. I think it went, was they go for 8,500. Yes, 8,500
0: on that one. So congratulations to the buyer on that one. That is a super sweet NFT to have in the collection. Very cool. So that's that. This was the, just a screenshot from the the pack drop update. Well, we are gonna go into that in more detail, but the the general premise here is that everything's been cut in half to make up for the first drop already having 60,000 packs. The second drop, which was supposed to be today was canceled. And the remaining lineups will still be split into two drops each, but instead of 60,000 packs each, we'll see 30,000 packs each. We'll get into that more in a little bit. Also shout out to Chuck Butta Finally sold this Trey Turner. He was very patient with it, slowly walked it down over time. I know he's very excited to have this uh, about to hit the candy balance. So this was a huge mm-hmm. sale and it was also pretty cool to see that we've clearly got a Dodgers fan here. They have, Collected the Justin Turner, 2021, the Trey Turner, as well as the Julio Urias, 22. So all three of these one-of-ones are in the same collection now. Congratulations to that collector. Not exactly sure who that is. We saw a Shane Bieber, this is more of a PSA than anything. It's a Shane Bieber jersey cereal from the 21 set that sold for under the floor. Probably somebody that didn't realize what they had. And just wanted to quickly point it out for anybody watching make sure you check your cereals. Low cereals are desirable, perfect cereals, which in this case would be 120 out of 120, and then the jersey cereal. So as you can see, his number 57 is written right on the card. On the 22 cards, you have to click into the card to see what their jersey number is, but always check to see if you have that jersey cereal before going to list, so that you do not make a mistake Mm -hmm. like this. And the biggest Jackie Robinson sale ended last night and this was a one of one auction it was hosted on bitsky which is where candy has had the partnership for a while now for for products of this nature and this went for 50,000 jeff raffgeber good friend of ours we interviewed him a few weeks back a few weeks back he's got a ton of one-on-ones and now he's got this crown jewel to to add to those one of ones we had the fortunate privilege of sharing the last 30 minutes of that auction with him that video was just posted so if you haven't seen that yet Take a look at that. It's a quick 15 minute video just showing uh, a little insight into those tense, but also exciting and fun final moments. So this was uh, this was pretty cool. That, that was a pretty cool moment for the both of us.
1: Yeah, I couldn't be more pleased that he was he was willing to share that moment with us and, and hop on the camera, get in chat with us and and let us experience that final really half hour with him as uh, the bidding concluded there.
0: Definitely. And we wish we could have done it live. Unfortunately, we're just not really set up for that yet. Just not really the way that we've been doing these. So, um, but because he shared that with us, we're going to be able to share that with all of you. So be, be sure to to go check that out as well. Congratulations to Jeff. The, the number one cereal signed baseball also sold. This went for 3000. So as you can see, the one cereals across the board, super valuable and, I believe did this did this go to the same person as the the number one serial silver bust? Do you know I think that it may have but I'm not positive on that uh, But I think that somebody is collecting themselves a nice a nice stash of Jackie Robinson memorabilia I personally think this is one of the coolest things that candy has launched so far all all three NFTs were very nicely done I never would have thought that I would think a video of a signed baseball would be cool, but here we are. It, it really is the, and the video is even cooler than this screenshot. So congratulations yeah. to, to the owner
1: of that. You were correct there that that was purchased by the same user who purchased the Jackie Robinson silver bust number one. And so now they've got the pair, both the silver bust and the signed baseball in the collection. Uh, they awesome. have everything, but that one of one gold edition, but they were one of the bidders on that going down to the wire yesterday too, so they nearly had all three. The
0: trifecta. That would have been that would have been something. But uh, still, two really cool pieces to add to what I'm sure is an extremely impressive collection across the board. The the last little piece here was that we saw uh, another one of one from the 2022 set sell today. This is only the second from that set to sell. It was the Kyle Tucker, and it went for 5,500. So. Twenty second overall one of one to sell. And like I said, just the second from this set. So it'll be interesting to see what we continue to see popping up. I believe the Christian Yelich has been pulled. It's tough to find data right now. It's a lot of new cards. Some of our our past methods of of collecting this data have yeah. been uh, destroyed in the last week. Uh-huh. But we are picking up the pieces and figuring out new ways to collect data. So it's uh, it's just a new challenge. So. Congratulations to the buyer and the seller on that one. I imagine that was pulled from a, yeah, it had to have been pulled from a $50 pack. So a huge win for that person, but also a really nice pickup, exciting young player, somebody that's really come onto the scene these last couple of years. So congratulations on that. And then the last little piece that I wanted to update people on is that clay graphics from serial one has updated the collection page. I've got David's collection in here, which he has already completed in addition to his 21 sets. So, as you can see, it everything here is lit up already. These players will be grayed out if you do not have the card, but it's a nice way to check if you have the full set or what you have from that set and working towards completing a set if that's something that you're interested in doing. And uh yeah, so that's pretty much the the current events. We'll call it for the day. Let's um let's jump into Let's jump into the floors just to touch on it real quick from the 21 set. It's not a pretty picture as it has as has been the case. However, you noted before that these floors are pretty thin. Like mm-hmm. we've been talking about the there's a lot of distraction right now. The Jackie Robinson stuff came out. We have a significant run of play of the days that have come out at this point. The 22 cards are in play. The second lineup from 22 is, is two weeks away. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. A lot of different motives to be moving in different directions, but I'll let you, I'll let you speak on this one for a second.
1: Well, and I think that's exactly it. I think it is just the, the shiny new toy is the, the 2022 set. And so that's where a lot of the focus is and those 2021 listings, because we don't have these advanced filtering options yet, they're getting lost in the shuffle because. And we've noted the mint size on the 2021 set is significantly smaller than the mint size on the 2022. And so, someone listing a core, a you know, out of 409 on the All Stars for 50 bucks, you know, that could be a bargain for that player compared to what we've seen. But when it's sitting there next to one and two dollar listings for the 2022 set, it's not as obviously a good deal. And so, until you can filter and sort and see those 2021 cards in isolation, the good deals aren't going to stand out as readily. You're going to have to do a bit more digging to pick them up, but it is a thin floor. There's been some people who are motivated to sell their 2021 cards in spite of the fact that they're getting lost in the shuffle. And so that's resulted in some repeated relisting and lowering prices. And most of these floors that have dropped are only two or three cards thick and would be right back up to their price from two or three weeks ago, just as soon as those move. So it does feel like a temporary dip when you're looking at this graph, Um, but it remains to be seen. Um, They did announce that they are working on advanced filtering options. The current expectation is that they'll be ready by late May. And so if if they can stick to that deadline, then at that point, I think we're gonna see some focus shift back to the 2021 set. Or at the very least, these criminally criminally low listings will have a spotlight shined on them a little bit uh, more easily.
0: Yeah, and yeah, you're right. It, it's it's unfortunate for people listing and trying to sell right now. But the other side of that, just uh, something that, no. that you can take advantage of as a buyer, is that unlike when we only had the 21 set and things would linger on that front page for a little bit, they now get pushed off extremely quickly because there is so much Mm -hmm. product. So you there are some deals that get pushed off of that page quickly. So if you are sitting, spending some time taking a look at the website and and picking up some cards, you're you it behooves you to click that view all on the on the listings and scroll through a couple pages because you just never know what quickly got pushed off that front page that Mm -hmm. still isn't all that old. So it hasn't been found in people going and making deliberate searches. So it's still new, it's still you know, snipable if you wanna call it that, but it's a little bit hidden. So make sure that you go and you click through a couple pages because you never know what got pushed off quickly with a quick influx of, of new listings. And one other thing that I wanted to note is that the higher tier cards are not seeing the same dips as we're seeing with the cores. So this chart is showing core floors which have dipped which we were expecting to see after the snapshot being taken on the full sets. We weren't necessarily expecting it to do this, but as we've just spoken to, a lot of different reasons that could potentially be impacting that. But the, the parity that we were expecting to see from core to epic is now starting to play out a little bit more significantly, where those uncommons, rares, epics haven't seen as big a dip, probably a combination of things. I would imagine people that were buying rares and epics at higher prices weren't necessarily looking to, to sell those right away anyway. So they've got more patience on what those selling points are. That's not to say that we haven't seen dips there, we have, but we're, we're starting to see the, the discrepancy between the different tiers look a little bit more like we thought that they might. And hopefully in time we'll, we'll start to move in the right direction as
1: things you know develop in, in different ways. And to expand upon that, it isn't just that the, the higher tiers weren't as, as impacted as much. It also depends on how many sales have occurred within that tier. And the reduced circulation or the reduced supply on specific players that have had higher than average sales, that serves as kind of a protection against that type of significant price movement. You know, As, as we know, there's only 60 rares in the All-Star set and only 30 epics. And so when you have a player that's sold... 16 17 18 epics They've got less in circulation than a player. That's only sold four or five epics because only four or five have sold on some players That means there's more in circulation. There's more people who might become motivated to sell depending on what the circumstances are at You can look at that as sort of a security to be invested in one of those players. That's already had a high number of sales
0: Absolutely, good point love it all right let's uh let's stop talk, stop talking about floors and let's talk about packs as promised here is the update of the pack drops so lineup one has concluded april 12th happened it sold out we then saw the floors drop on cards to an extent that people were getting a little bit nervous about wasn't necessarily what we were all hoping and expecting it seems that the supply was a bit too high for what the current demand is. And there was a lot of call for action on that and, and Candy did that. So on Friday, they announced that they were going to chop the remaining pack drops in half, not permanently, but for the time being. So we will see those packs in the future. We don't know how, we don't know if it'll be in a single drop once demand has increased. We don't know if they'll trickle them out in smaller batches. Don't know if they'll be used for other things, contests giveaways stuff like that who knows all speculation but what we're looking at now is The drop that was supposed to happen yesterday the 19th was uh, was cancelled so You can see that in red and the next drop is two weeks from now So it's going to be May 3rd and from here on out We will continue having the the two drop per lineup structure, but it will be 30,000 packs per drop instead of 60,000 packs per drop so What that means in terms of early access versus general access, not totally sure. I would imagine it just means it's cut in half. doesn't necessarily mean that, but probably. So probably looking at somewhere in the vicinity of five to 6,000 packs for early access and then another 24, 25 for general. And while this doesn't impact the, the mint per player per se, it does in the short term. So you're still going to mm-hmm. see those numbers on the cards and in the long run, that's what the mint count will be. And you know, there's going to be some randomness to what gets pulled, but theoretically all of these mints per player are going to be cut in half for a little bit. So instead of 2.4 K to 5 K on mint per player, and, and we'll show another more detailed graphic on that shortly, we're going to be looking at something like 1.2 K to 2.5 K per player in the short term. So lower supply, more hopefully more in line with, with what the current demand is. Certainly that's the goal here. And while there was clearly a misstep here, it's nice to see that they admitted it and made an adjustment and we've seen pack floors go back up in response to that, which is a good thing. And I think that the the waters have calmed a little bit and people are going back to enjoying this set a little bit without panicking about what might happen with a continued flood of, of of cards
1: i do like the response that they took i don't necessarily agree that the misstep was entirely on candy's fault to begin with to me it still feels like people had an unreal unrealistic expectation of what a set of this size was going to be doing performance-wise right out the gate. And because people set their expectation in such a high spot, it created this spiral of negativity in the hours after after the drop that just kind of deepened throughout Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, and of all the possible actions, I agree that this was the best one for Candy to have taken. Um, some people were calling for them to, to burn the remaining half of the cards, which doesn't make sense because there's probably legendaries or potentially world series tickets or other good things you know number one mints that were in that other half that hasn't been released yet for lineup number one but just removing it from play at least for now serves the same purpose until we can reintroduce it over time
0: yeah i mean that's fair I think we have slightly differing opinions on this. I don't think that it was a horrible misstep, but I do think that, I think that it was still a little bit high. It was a little bit high. The the mm-hmm. The mint counts combined with the pack volume, I mean, like I said, it, it's still a lot better than other things that we've seen in this space, but candy is still pretty young. So whatever it is, I, you know, again, we, we are in this as collectors, first and foremost, so we're, we are still enjoying the product regardless of what's happening. You can't buy anything with any particular expectation of what the, the prices are going to do in the short term. But uh, to me, the bottom line is that it, it is good to see that when something is happening, when there's call for action and when they feel that an adjustment needs to be made, that they're still agile enough to do that. Hopefully that remains. I know that the bigger a company gets, that can become more difficult. But for the time being, it looks like that's very realistic because we've seen a couple versions of that already. The Pete Alonso update on the play of the day, adding the bat flip back was the first one. It was a smaller one. And and this is a much more significant one. So just happy to see that they're trying, you know, and, and that's all you can ask for in the short term. And then you see how it plays out. So. Uh, Like I said, let's let's see what happens here. It's good to see the adjustment and And we'll see how things continue to go with with the future drops I think that the sellouts will probably happen much much faster given the pack volume that we're looking at now
1: And this wasn't even the first time that candy has made a rapid adjustment You know with the pack drops last year. We had the reverse problem. There weren't enough packs to meet demand and in the initial packs of all-star drops, too many people were getting left with zero because of how quickly they were selling out. And so they quickly reacted to that as well. And they ensured that when the uncut diamond packs dropped, everyone got one and only one pack just to deal with the overwhelming demand that they were seeing at the time. And so that was you know just a couple days in between having a problem and fixing a problem. And that's one of the things I respect about about the approach they've taken to this community definitely I, uh
0: yeah it's it's good to see the the continued willingness desire to make adjustments as needed so cool let's uh was there anything else you wanted to to talk about on the the drop structure or you want to jump into these player tiers?
1: I'll, yeah let's look at the player tiers now that we've had some more time to to really break down how many mitts or how many. Yeah, mints per rarity each player has and our figures from a couple weeks ago were pretty close but uh, a couple small differences and you can go over those
0: yeah so every single card has cores the volume of cores differs you can see on the, the bottom line item of each of these four tiers the first two tiers you've got 1500 cores and the last two tiers you've got 2750 but basically the, the variation across these four buckets, we'll call them, are that you've got 60 players, and this is based on the 180 players from lineup number one. You've got 60 players that only have up to an uncommon. There's gonna be 850 of those with the 1500 cores. You've got 55 players in the rare tier. There's gonna be 425 rares, and then the same uncommon and core numbers as the uncommon only tier. And then in the epic tier, you're going to see a an increase on the rares from 425 to 500. And you're also gonna have those 250 epics to go along with it. So this is your first big jump in, mm-hmm. in total. So those first two, you've got 2300 and 2700, give or take. And then here at the epic tier, because these are more popular players, they've increased the volume of the core to, in theory, Uh, mirror the demand and you've also added the epics and 75 more rares and Then this final tier is just going to add one additional card. So you go from 5,000 to 5,001 and These are going to be the 25 players who do have a one of one tucked away in In a long shot pack rip somewhere But as we've seen some of those have already been pulled a couple of them have already been sold but those these these tiers it's worth note have been designed to be based on the player quality, the player tier, the demand, you can debate it for sure. I think that Miguel Cabrera should have gotten a 101. I'm also mm-hmm. biased and love Brett Phillips and I think that he should have been higher. The the cards that you see here are representative of being a card that that is maxed out at that tier that falls into that bucket. But this gives you a better idea of of what it is that you're holding and and gives you an idea of what those different mint counts look like and again worth noting that in theory these are all temporarily cut in half because of the the restructure to the pack
1: drops right and and that's a good note Uh, especially the fact that the lower tier let's call them players that only have the 850 uncommon and 1500 cores that you know puts them down to 425 and 750, so less than 1200 copies of their cards in total in circulation right now. And and there's going to be some variance on that because we don't know how many of their cards are in the half of the packs that are put on hold or how many are in the packs that have already been distributed. Uh, But if we assume about half got distributed, then that's where we're sitting. And and some of them are still going to be in unopened packs, but those lowest tier of players actually represent the easiest player to kind of supply block in a way and we've seen some attempts at that already with players that you might not expect having dozens of copies of their cards picked up by the same handful of people to restrict the supply and make it more difficult for other people uh, to get copies of that same player Uh, which is an interesting tactic to take that it has its pros and its cons, especially with the total supply being as high as it is. Uh, it could be difficult to keep up because we saw something similar last year with Yusei Kikuchi, and his copy is getting snatched up beyond what seemed reasonable at the time. Um, but we're just going to have to see how these plays play out.
0: And there's uh who's the player right now that's the meme card? I for- I'm forgetting his name. Oh, on the it's
1: um, Alex. What is the last name? One second, I have it here. Ah, uh, Vasia. Here we go. Yes, Alex Vasia. Let me pull and, this up. Uh, and he's in that bottom category with only cores and uncommons. And prior to any activity, his cores were were trading at around that one dollar mark that you typically see. And let's see what it's at right now. But current, I know earlier at least floor it was of eight dollars. Eight dollars. Okay. What was it It had been pushed up to about eleven, twelve dollars for a minute but there are some listings coming in beneath that and so we'll see i, I know people are really hyping up his mustache uh that's the, the major selling point hey that's a good that enough reason been... for me man <laughs> and uh and no it's it's definitely uh an interesting play to make and you know the, with something like this i tend to think that the market itself will will be self-regulating in the sense that if You know, if they buy three, four hundred copies and no one else wants any, then that's good for them. But that's not going to pay itself off. But if the demand for him increases, if he becomes a star or if if there's a big incentive to complete a set that has him in it or if he becomes useful in something like a fantasy baseball event, you know, if there's some type of gamification that requires him for some reason, that could pay off big time if they control a significant supply and there's a reason for people to pay what seems like inflated prices for a copy of this card.
0: Yeah, you also, I know I've heard, I've seen some speculation on, and I don't exactly know what this would be, but if there would be some type of burn event, you know, you can't burn packs Mm -hmm. because you'd be burning the contents that you don't know, but you could do Mm -hmm. something where you burn cards if you wanted to. I don't know what that would look like. I don't know if you know if it would be based on rewards, collections, something like that. Don't know if that's anything that Candy's even considering. But there's all different theories and, and it's fun to speculate and it's fun to just come up with your own ideas. I think stuff like this is fun. Do I like it from the perspective of I'm working on my set and I haven't purchased an Alex Vasilla yet? No, I don't. <laughs> but uh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry over that. It's it's seven, seven extra dollars to grab one of these and I think it's fun that the community does stuff like this because mm-hmm. why not, you know, why not? And you, you don't really have the option to do this with cardboard. And when you have a, a tight knit community on the discord talking about different things like this and also doing their due diligence and picking a card with 1500 instead of 2750, that makes it make more sense as well. So
1: it's just fun. I I think it's cool. Um, but, And it's such a cool dynamic that the better players have twice as many, or sometimes more than twice as many copies as everyone else because it creates some type of balance there and it keeps them affordable for more people.
0: Definitely. I think that that was a really, a really good move. Uh, not one that either one of us anticipated, uh, because all of the cores were the same in the first set. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I like this. And it also means that on those two lower tiers, you could speculate on a guy that has less supply and if he does hit it, cause there's some young guys in there that, you know, guys mm-hmm. fly under the radar, stock on a player just in terms of baseball changes every single year. So it creates some new opportunities. It creates some new potential to speculate and, and execute on a theory. So I think it's cool. Were, were there any other specific cards that you wanted to,
1: to talk about or show? Well, we did gather some data on the, the 25 players that have legendaries uh, because it's not really feasible to gather floor data on the full 180. And so even just narrowing our focus to the, the top 25, at least as decided by who has a legendary and who doesn't, we see a pretty clear top three among the set, both in terms of sales and prices. Uh, and those three, to no one's surprise, are Mike Trout, Wanda Franco, and Bryce Harper. Uh, they sit head and shoulders above the rest. Uh, if you're just looking at total sales, uh, in the past week, the top 25 players have seen an average of 211 sales across all rarities. But those three are the only three sitting above 300. So they're skewing the average in their favor with Mike Trout, having the most sales so far, 372. Wander Franco just behind at 356 and Bryce Harper a couple steps back at 326. But then the next runner up is Giancarlo Stanton and he's a full 60 behind at 265. So you can just see this disparity between those three and the rest of the field. But when you look at the core prices, if you're just looking to get in and complete a set, you know, even these top 25s, there's a lot of one and two dollar cards, um, and you've got some three dollar cards like a Christian Yelich. you've got some four dollar cards like a, a Jonathan India or a Byron Buxton, so it's it's still a very affordable set when you just look at the full 180. But we're starting to see those three kind of distance themselves from the rest of the field.
0: Definitely, yeah. We saw Trout was sitting; his cores were sitting around 40 when the announcement was made, he went up to a floor of about 50 and now he's worked his way back down to around 40. Floors, as we've talked about, do not tell the whole story. It's just what was sitting there available to be purchased. But as it may have noticed, as I was just scrolling through there, the most the most recent sales here are right around 40 bucks, 42, 45, 42, 42. So, you know, you're looking at about 45 bucks to grab a trout right now. and like we talked about in the past, this is the thing that's nice about this new set. And there's an opportunity here with, with cards mm-hmm. being these prices. So yes, there's an, there's you wanna see everything with more value because it means the project's healthy and it means that your collection is worth more, but there are ebbs and flows to every project. And right now, you and I, as we talked about last week on the $1 and $2 cards, we are picking those up. You've already completed your set, I'm working on mine it's fun it's it's attainable i i did not do a set for the 21 cards because it was just it was just out of out of what was feasible for me this is feasible so i think that a lot of people are feeling that way now it's a grind it's taking a lot longer <laughs> than i expected it to 180 cards is no no small amount of transactions especially when you're being particular about pricing and you know i'm not just going in and buying up the floors i'm looking for the, the prices that I want it to be. So, but it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I like baseball. I like baseball cards. I like NFTs. So this is what I've been waiting for. I'm, I'm enjoying the process and it's fun to to see the volume and decide what I'm trying to grab things at. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this set for what it is right now. And the marketplace as an opportunity
1: right now in both of our opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I agree, and I particularly like your approach because you've been taking a special eye towards players that you don't just want a core of. so you're looking for an uncommon or better. and and I think that's something that could definitely pay off as well. you know you're not just taking the first thing that's available, you're being a bit more selective, and which is why you're not quite finished yet, but with the way things are lining up, you know it shouldn't take too much more time.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you definitely had the advantage. You got it done quickly and that was a significant lull. So in terms of what the prices were at, I'm jealous of where you jumped in. But at the same time like you said, I'm I have a slightly different approach. Yours was very metric driven. Mine is a little bit more fantasy baseball driven. I've talked about this every episode for the last month. I I'm looking forward to that. I don't know when it's coming. You know, I don't know if it's in a, a week or a month or or if it's going to be the all-star break or what, or if it's even going to be this season, we do not know. We know that it's in the works, but to me, that's exciting. I've always played fantasy baseball. So I'm speculating on, you know, is there a multiplier for an uncommon or a rare on, on, you know, in that space with, with fantasy. And so there are certain players that not, not a lot of them because I still want it to be an affordable set overall, but I'm definitely picking my spots on guys that, I want to have one that's a little bit of a higher tier just in case that that has a a bigger payout when it comes to fantasy um yeah
1: was there something else you're gonna say there i was
0: gonna show i was gonna show a a card here because this was something that we that we botched last week again Mm -hmm. as we were in the excitement of everything being so new we forgot after we opened our very first packs and that's really the problem is that we hadn't opened anything yet so (laughs) what changed from the 21 set to the 22 set is that in the 21 set you could always see the shimmy file is what it what it's called. I download everything, so I just call it the shimmy file. That was what it was titled. But you could see the card just rotating left and right. But until you owned the card, you didn't have access to the video. Whereas with the 22 set, everybody can see this video when you click on a card, so you know what you're yeah. getting. But The thing that you don't get until you own the card are these additional two bonuses. And to me, this one in the middle is the coolest. So it's got the dynamic stats on the back and this is your, you know, effectively your shimmy file. And if you click it, it flips back and forth. It's very shiny. I think that the 21s have a nostalgic charm to them. They're a little bit more retro. They're a little more classic. And I love those. I love the borders. I miss the borders. I I wish that they hadn't taken those off, but the shine here and the the way that it interacts with the light, as well as if you use your scroll wheel, it turns it 3D. And I think that that's super cool. So just a, a nice little, you know, new rendition on what this can look like. And even in the 3D mode, it's still, you can still flip it around. So I think that that's super cool. I think it looks really cool. Nice design. And then this last piece is a little bit unfinished at the moment, but it looks to be a certificate of authenticity. It shows the rarity. It shows, I mean, sorry, I should have zoomed in sooner here. I'll go back to the other one, but you've got the addition number says coming soon. The drop date says coming soon, but then all of this info that you have written out here, it shows it on the NFT as well. So I think that this is really nice, cool little sticker here. Um, These are just, These are thoughtful touches that add to the collector value of it. And let me jump back now that I've zoomed in, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we've got, these are just, it's really cool. It's really sharp. The way that it interacts with the light, it's, it's very video gamey as somebody that plays MLB the show and has for many years. uh, I just, I appreciate the digital art that's being created here.
1: And at least to me, It looks like I don't know if you've seen any of those like resin pour videos where people will like suspend things in like a clear, polished resin. Mm -hmm. It has that kind of effect going to it with the walls built up and the the suspended players. But I didn't even know it popped out until you you told me an hour ago, and now I need to to look through my collection again and and better appreciate the dynamic stats page. Yeah. Uh, The one thing it is missing is the ability to go full screen in the element itself Uh, hopefully they'll be able to add something like that but otherwise you can use your browser and zoom in to to get a better view as you just did yep and they're beautiful
0: and one other note is that the the audio across the board on the candy website is pretty loud and at times unmutable so to anybody that doesn't know you can't see it on my screen share right now but at least in Google Chrome, if you just right click your tab, let's see if that's not gonna show up, but if you right click the, the tab up at the top, there's an option to mute the site. And so when I'm going through and clicking on a whole bunch of different listings, working through acquiring more cards for my set, I just mute the tab so that it doesn't start the, the audio every single time. So just mm-hmm. a little, little pro tip there to have a little quality of life improvement on that, so. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to to discuss, card wise, detail wise, mint sizes, anything like that?
1: I I don't think so. I think I'm too anxious to to get to the next step here. So it's so you're saying it's time to rip some packs. Uh, it's time to mm-hmm. rip some packs. Let's, let's rip some packs then.
0: You want, now? I think I
1: went first last week. Okay, I was gonna so say. <laughs> I think enough, I think we get to kick things off.
0: All right. Uh, do I just go from the top here? Oh. Or do i pick my cereals let's go let's go random I'm gonna we're gonna go with this
1: one zoom this in well you might need to zoom out just a smidge or, okay that's there, good there we go
0: good all right starting off with the rare
1: we like that that's good we like Be- better that. than last week already tyrone taylor not
0: mm-hmm. exciting other than the fact that i know I haven't grabbed one of those yet so really what I'm hoping for right now is cards that i haven't put into my set yet so we'll take it <laughs> Rundall have one of those. Bard, don't have him yet. Two for three. Shogo. All right, give me a name. Give me I a name. see
1: it. Mm-hmm. Good enough. You he still can't go go wrong with the rare, that, that blue polish. I know,
0: the blues are so nice looking. And he is in that mm. top tier of, uh, he's in the top 25, so we'll take it. All right. Let's run it back. Uno Mas. Uh, let's go. Let's go with my last 5,000 serial here. Alright. Back to back rares. Rare. Okay. Back to back rares. Alright, give me some names. Give me some names. Simber. I don't I don't think I have him yet, so we'll take it. Elvis
1: Andrews. Not sure if I have him yet. It's going to be some accounting afterwards yeah right well good thing it's all we'll recorded see. so i
0: can go back <laughs> my third uncommon john birdie okay <laughs> give me a name one time
1: mm,
0: all right not not the finest not the finest but got some cards that we needed for the set so
1: it is what yeah. it is and, and that's a that's a good consolation prize that at least you'll get to benefit from um I'm I'm gonna be getting nothing but duplicates yeah. <laughs> now that I, I I ponied up for for the entire set over the past week. Mm-hmm. So I'm just hoping for either that that juicy epic pull or you know some at least some players I care about. Some more San Francisco Giants would be nice. Yep. Uh, we'll just have to see what's in store for me.
0: All right. Let me get let me get yours pulled up here. Okay, you're good there. Let's get you. There we go.
1: Let me know when it's
0: squared away. You are good to go, my friend. All right. So let's hope for kinda... better luck than last week. I mean, I got uh, the rare, the rare. Oh no, I just, I week. just mean your first pack. You couldn't even do oh, the opening. yes, that's. Right. <laughs>
1: let's hope we can actually see. In fact, as long as you can open um, the pack, we'll call it a win. Let, let me, let me go back. Let me refresh. Let, let's, in fact, let's try this pack. We're gonna switch packs. I I was told that we didn't do anything for good luck last week. (laughs) And so. You're going to throw some salt over your shoulder? I don't have any salt, but I have. I've got some thumbtacks. So. Nice. That'll be interesting later. All right, you're about to pull a wander now. I can feel it. Well, we'll if that makes the difference, I'm doing it every time.
0: (laughs) All right, all right. I love how these packs open and just toss Mm -hmm. the jewels out at you.
1: Oof. Okay. Well, we got two two uncommons, but let's just knock out these cores first. Miguel Cabrera. There you go. That's a good pull. That is a good pull. Probably better than anything I pulled. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it's worth reminding people that the players are more important Mm -hmm. than the
1: rarities, for sure. Uh, Jack Flaherty. He's also in that top tier, that top 25. So a good pull on him. It's my second core, third core. Mike oh, there we Trout. go. Let's go. go. See, and and just with that one core, this pack paid for itself. Nice. That is
0: nice, Paul. Okay,
1: I need more thumbtacks. <laughs> this, this is happening now. So first uncommon, Lucas Giolito. I'm I'm fine with that.
0: Hey, you pulled Miggy and Trout. This pack is made. Yes,
1: I uh, know that this pack has already done the heavy lifting. And oh, look at what a pack. I love it. What a pack. All right. And the uncommon Joey Bart for the, the fifth one. That's nice. Not pack. only is he a giant, he's actually in his tier has had some pretty high value. I don't know if there's anyone stacking him or, or what. Um, when I picked up my core Joey Bart, the first one I pulled, um, I only paid a dollar. And now he's trading it at eight or nine dollars. And so. Uh, he's already seen some movement. So I noticed that. Joey I was going to ask
0: you: Is there, like, is he meant to be something good, or is it more likely a meme?
1: He was a very high draft pick, and he's just been waiting in the wings behind Buster Posey. Okay. So th- this is his chance to shine, and at least so far, uh, he's been he's been hitting well. There's maybe something to be desired in terms of his defensive abilities, at least so far, but he's very promising, and so he could deliver a posy type of career from what we're seeing so far.
0: All right, well, now that you have two, you can uh, sell me
1: sell me yours uh, since I don't oh. have one. <laughs> oh, that's right. I mean, I paid a dollar for it, so I could let it go pretty cheap. We'll talk, we'll All talk.
0: Right. Let's do number two. All
1: right, pack number two. Let's go oh, two wait. for two here.
0: Thumbtacks. It's awesome.
1: Let's go! Oh. Forever Thumb thumbtacking
0: it, forever thumbtacking <laughs> it. It is decided. It is decided.
1: All right, so that's a good but, pull. First core a was a Will pull. Smith. He's the t- he's the top Angeles 25. Do right? so you have a 1 on 1? I don't think he was in the top. No, see oh, epic epic tier. Cross reference really fast. Will Smith. He actually Okay. No, he does not have one of the legendaries, but he does go up to epic, epic tier. Okay. So he near the top. All right. Okay. And then uh, second core was Paul Fry, relief pitcher for Baltimore. Third pull, Diego Castillo, relief pitcher for the Mariners. I absolutely
0: love that epic jewel, gem, piece of candy, whatever you want. They look like gushers, don't they?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're pulling the uncommon. Kyle Higashioka, catcher for the Yankees. Nothing on the same level as my last pack yet. just having a dodger and a yankee it just feels good Mm -hmm. you know they have such large fan bases they have you know such clout in the baseball industry that you just can't be happy or you can't be unhappy with either team even though i'm a giants fan uh, i'll take some dodger cards
0: all right and the Wander trout harper wander trout harper okay another yankee yep third base he'll take that.
1: That's a good card. Two solid packs,
0: just, my friend. Two solid take a packs.
1: Quick look at say, Mayhew and see where his.
0: I was gonna say I think he's around seventy-five-ish, seventy.
1: So his yeah, seventy-five. He nailed it. Is his current low ask? Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be listing mine soon. I'm just, I couldn't be more pleased. With solid, solid
0: couple packs. Very solid. solid Anytime
1: a pack pays for itself, you, mm-hmm. you, you can't go wrong. But Definitely. Um, so pleased with that. Yep. That's awesome. N- next week is your turn. You better start. Yeah. On- Lumpbacks <laughs> or
0: something else. I am notorious for having very bad pack luck. You can ask my friends. I'm talking before Candy ever started. Mm-hmm. I I do not get good pulls, whether it's baseball cards, showdown cards, MLB the show. It's, it's not pretty, but it doesn't stop it from being fun. So
1: and it's, it's got to be building towards something because right? odds <laughs> even out in the end that's just the way they work
0: so you're saying so, that i've built up a lifetime of equity towards a one of one
1: i don't know if i'm saying exactly think, that No, i think that's what you just said <laughs> that's what i heard all okay. right okay
0: <laughs> i think that does it for us my name is nate that's david this is the talking candy weekly update appreciate you guys being here and we'll see you in the next one